Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. to the Run to Daylight podcast. I'm your host, Todd Burroughs, and today we have a fun fun little segment. Uh, we're going to be talking to Dr. Jeffrey Budoff. The, the good doc has helped me out during the whole season doing uh, when I was doing the variety show before I got a little burnt out, and he would do weekly um, injury reports that were really great. So we're going to do that for Wild Card Weekend. And as these things tend to happen, him and I were talking a lot during the season, um, and we got to know each other. And he would talk about how excited his kids were that they, you know, that their dad was on the podcast each week. Even though, you know, anyone who knows knows we're a pretty small podcast here. Um, but I love kids. I've had kids on the show before. So at the end of um, having an interview with the doc on the injuries and his life in fantasy football. We're going to have his kids on, have a little fun, and give them a chance to get some airtime too, something hopefully they'll never forget. Um, it's wild card weekend. Games are coming up soon. Um, you know, as everyone knows, I had a pretty good uh, best ball season, good season long. DFS, still a bit of a struggle for me, but uh, we're going to give it a try again today. But to do our best, we're going to need to talk injuries. We're going to need to have a sense of these players who are um, injured and going to try and play through it. And with that, I'm going to introduce the doc. Doc, how are you today? Doing great, Todd. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And, you know, all season long, I kind of introduced you like this. I need you. And no news is bigger this weekend to fantasy fans, Doc, than LaShawn McCoy's ankle. When the injury first happened, I believe he was carted off the field. And uh, the music's still going, sorry. And um, it looked really bad. And, you know, for a guy who is as elusive as Shady is and and kind of counts on that, I would have to think an ankle injury is pretty serious. What can you tell us about LaShawn McCoy, his injury, and what your take on playing him this week is? Well, he had what looks like a low ankle sprain. He got an unlimited practice on Friday. You know, it's a playoff. He's tough, and uh, I'm sure he's going to try to play, and I'm sure he will play, but he will not be 100%. I do not have him in a DFS lineup this weekend. 
I just think he's going to be somewhat compromised as far as how effective he'll be. Yeah, and basically it's the worst-case scenario for the Bills. They're playing one of the toughest defenses in the league. The one way you can have any chance of attacking them is through the ground, and the guys behind McCoy just aren't, you know, really up to a full workload. So uh, it it looks like a pretty bad week for uh, the Bills. I know that a lot of people are playing it that, you know, Blake Bortles could blow up at any second, but I'm going to take most of my money uh, when it comes to this game and put it on Leonard Fournette and the Jags defense. How about you? Uh, I got Fournette in my lineup. Uh, I didn't, I couldn't, I was too cheap to get the Jags defense. I think I went with Atlanta or somebody. I was trying to get all the big running backs in. Yep, I I can't say I blame you. Another important player in that game um, who really could affect a lot of things is Marquise Lee. He's been out a couple weeks. While he's been out, uh, Keelan Cole has played amazing. D.D. Westbrook has great potential. Alan Hearns is back. If you add Marquise Lee back to the puzzle, it really makes the salaries untenable pretty much for everyone, I think. Uh, What can you tell us about Marquise Lee? Well, they said the MRI was good news. I'm not sure what that means, except it was probably a low ankle sprain as opposed to a high ankle sprain. An ankle sprain, usually one to three weeks if it's bad. It could be four weeks. Um, This is probably on the bad side. Uh, They said he could play without practicing, but he did get in a limited practice on Friday. So with that news, he should play, but... Again, I don't think he's going to be 100%, and I'm not sure, you know, in that four-receiver rotation how much he'll play. Yep. And uh, moving on to DeMarco Murray, he's been ruled out with a knee injury, um, but the Chiefs have been much better at home versus, uh, you know, as a defense than on the road, uh, but they are still beatable. What are your thoughts on uh, Derrick Henry this week? Oh, uh, you know, uh, I like Derrick Henry. Uh, He's big, he's fast, but he is sort of vulnerable to early pressure defenses in the backfield. So we'll just have to see, uh, you know, how they get him, uh, you know, if they can get him on track and get him past the line of scrimmage where he's a beast. You know, DeMarco is ruled out. He's got a grade three MCL tear, which is a four to eight week injury. So I don't think I'd, uh, even plan on him next week, even if they pull the upset. Yeah, and, you know, it's been kind of a cluster bomb even when he does play because he is – he's not uh, not a very – you know, he's it just blows up the whole situation and he hasn't played well, and then nobody's playable in that backfield. We just got some news coming through. If you're uh, waiting on Albert Wilson for your lineups with a hamstring, he was not someone we had on our list to talk about, but he is active as expected. Um, Doc, what can you say about guys playing on hamstring injuries? You know, hamstrings usually affect those speed guys the most. Uh, he is playing. Uh, we didn't, I didn't really do a lot of work on him, but he is in my DFS lineup because he was cheap, and I, I got my fingers crossed for him. 
Yeah, I feel the same way. A uh, guy that was on our list is Taron, Taron Armstead, one of the best offensive linemen in the league. He's had a thigh injury. Um, a lot of what the Saints are able to do is off of that big offensive line. Can you, Have you been able to uncover anything on Armstead and how it might affect the Saints offense? Yeah, he was all over the injury report all year. He had a hamstring, a thigh injury, shoulder injury, then he re-injured his uh, thigh in week 16 in the third quarter. He missed last week. Uh, he's been limited practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, so he should suit up. I think he'll play. All right, and that's, that's good news for both Alvin Kamara and um, Ingram and, um, and for Drew Brees in the passing game as well. Um, one guy who missed last week and is probably going to be back this week, and he's one of the few cheap running backs on the board at 3,500 on DraftKings, Jonathan Stewart with a back injury. What can you tell us about his injury? Well, he was a surprise and active last week. He just woke up that morning with back tightness and couldn't play. But he's been full practice Thursday, full practice Friday. He's going to go. That's going to do it for the key injuries for this weekend. <clears throat> a couple other guys we want to talk about that were in the news. Um, Sam Bradford is back practicing, says he feels fine, but he's not sure what the long-term outlook is. You and I had discussed him and his knee. I mean, I don't expect them to move off a of Case Keenum at this point, but um, what's the outlook for Sam Bradford and that knee? I mean, two ACLs and all these problems – it sounds like a, a condition that's not going to go away and might not even be something that surgery could help with. Remember when we talked about him early in the season and they said the, he had a bone bruise and I said it didn't add up and something smelled and it was probably an, a cartilage lesion, meaning an injury or pre-arthritis. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Well, it came out. Yeah, he's got arthritis. He's got, you know, chondral injury. So, like you said, uh, it's not my memory be is that you amenable. said that's why I said that's why I said it might be uh, it might not be something that even surgery could help him with, um, you know. Yeah. And that was based on me remembering in the back of my brain what you had said at the time. Yeah, you know, he's got this cartilage injury, and you say, well, just do microfracture, but that has different effectiveness depending on where it is. If it's in a weight-bearing area and it's over two square centimeters, it isn't going to work as well. So he's sort of stuck, and, you know, what you see is what you got. Uh, he can play well, but he can just tweak it. It could swell up, get stiff, get painful, and then he can miss multiple games. Uh, so, you know, it's, 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 you're sort of playing a little bit of roulette with him. Uh, in the future, I mean, if he's cheap to draft, go ahead. I mean, you're not going to lose much if, if he can't play. But also the longevity of his career is definitely less than it would have otherwise been. Yeah, I, I would think that if you're an NFL team, you know, he, he's had a mixed history to begin with. And then you you got to figure in, you know, it's really hard to trust, the, uh, uh, you know, he's fine as a backup. But he, I don't think he's going to want to be a backup. And as a starter, it's really hard to go into a season if you're a contender counting on him with this injury. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, the next guy is the guy we talked most about this season. 
Um, he, uh, Andrew Luck, he went over to Europe. He tried all sorts of different therapies, and now he's saying he doesn't need additional therapy. And, of course, the Colts are saying he's going to be back next year, Jim Ursay. But if Jim Ursay told me that the sky was blue, I'd probably go outside twice and double-check. Uh, what what are your thoughts on Andrew Luck and the latest news that have come out about him? Well, you know, I just wrote up a pretty extensive Is that the hotline? Detail. Is that the Andrew no, Luck No, that's hotline? the front door. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's just what happens when you do it from your house. Um, of course. Anyway, it's uh, fine. Yeah, I just wrote up a uh, article, a pretty extensive, actually the most detailed medical article I've ever written on Rotoviz, and anybody wants to go check that out. But, you know, I listed five probable scenarios. But the bottom line is, you know, he had his physical therapy in Indiana, which has an extensive experience with throwing athletes, and that didn't work well, right? Then he goes to the Netherlands where they have minimal experience with throwing athletes, and it worked. You know, he might be banking on a stem cell injection he doesn't want to talk about, but you can ask Brian Tannehill how that worked with his partial ACL tear. You know, I'm skeptical. I've seen this movie before. I've heard that before. Uh, color, color me, uh, you know, really sort of skeptical on this guy. Uh, he could have a chondral lesion he doesn't want to talk about because it would decrease the longevity of his career, just sort of like Sam Bradford in his knee. He could have a rotator cuff lesion that was unaddressed that will become problematic when he starts to throw again. He could, he could have, as we talked about before, an over-tightened back of the shoulder capsule or a little bit of uh, too much laxity in the front of the shoulder, both of which will not be, you know, uh, will not help him in the upcoming year and are going to really make it difficult for him to throw the ball effectively. The last thing I heard was a biceps problem, which could be due to an underlying rotator cuff injury. It's really an isolated issue, and that could be treated easily by biceps tenodesis. You're talking about a number of months for him to get back if he has the the tenodesis of the biceps tendon. And the clock is ticking right now. It's January already, and camp starts in July. So you only have six months before that. OTAs come up before that. So, and he says he's great, and he's obviously not going to go through another surgery, at least in the near future. So, I'm uh, I'm skeptical. Yeah, I have to say, I was just about to say the same thing, that it, it seems like they're playing the same script. To get, you know, it's so often in life you want people to learn from their mistakes, but so often human beings don't. I mean, we're talking about a situation now where, um, they're, they're kind of sounds like they're repeating what they did last year, right? Oh, we don't need surgery. We don't need surgery. Okay, well, now we're going to have surgery. Well, the timeline is tight. Well, the timeline's tight, but it'll be fine. It, it seems like I've heard this tune before. Yeah, it's like they say, you know, denial is not just a river in Egypt. So, <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens. No, it's marriage. No, just kidding. Um <laughs> Um, beyond just being a doctor, you know, I wanted to just interview you. You're one of the more passionate uh, fantasy football players that I've met. Uh, you're really, really into it. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your fantasy journey, uh, when you started playing fantasy, how many years, and how many leagues you're currently in? Okay. 
You know, my background in gambling is poker, and I was a very serious poker player and, you know, took lessons uh, from some very well-known pros, uh, pretty famous, and uh, played extensively in Vegas and also online. And basically, I had to end that, I think, uh, when Charlize was a couple years old, and we had three kids at that time and only two iPads, and I had to referee fights, so I had to get out of that, and then... You know, people have been trying to get me into play fantasy for about a decade, and it was always sort of the same pitch. It's just like, you know, dude, it's going to be great. We're going to go to a bar at like 4 in the morning, get drunk, and draft our teams. It'll be great. And I'm a surgeon. I really can't stay up to 4 in the morning and do that. So I always declined it until uh, George, uh, head anesthesiologist in my surgery center in 2012, said, no, you can, you can play online. It's about 45, 60 minutes. You can do it at home. So we did my first draft ever. After the fourth round, I had no idea who I was taking. And it was so much fun. Within 24 hours, we got another lead together and played that, and I was fucked. And, uh, you know, I played the most I ever played in those nine leagues. And for me, with kids and business, you know, that that, that was a lot. I'm, I'm down to four leagues this past year, and that's a good number for me. And I actually had my best year ever, you know, probably just because I was only in four leagues. So, that's basically how it's been. So when you say it was your best year ever, uh, do some bragging. Well, how'd it go? Okay, well, I only do auction draft leagues in redraft, and so four auction drafts. Um, made the playoffs in all of them, and one I lost, David Johnson, who was 65 out of my $200 budget, so I was playing with a $135 league against $200 league, so I just didn't have the firepower to advance. In the other three leagues, I went to the finals, Um Ran into Todd Gurley in one of those, so I uh, came in second in that league. The other two leagues, I won, including, and I really like, uh, as far as, uh, I guess, public money leagues, I to give them a plug from Mike Brown, uh, Apex uh, Leagues. I thought uh, they offer an auction league, and uh, I was really happy with that league. That was actually the most fun public league I've ever been in. That That sounds great. Yeah, my first leagues ever were auction leagues, and it really is brings a lot more strategy to bear. Um, what are the biggest lessons that you learned as a fantasy player this year and that you'll take with you into 2018? You know, uh, I, 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 you know, I'm pretty active on the uh, email chain and uh, Rotoviz, and we've discussed auctions before. And a few years ago, uh, Frank Dupont, fantasy douche, would say, you know, don't go for those top players. Just sort of start at the end of the first round early in the second round. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. What I'm finding, especially is the wide receivers one come down a number of targets and the two wide receiver twos and threes are coming up and the pass catching running backs are getting targeted more. I think that the best player values in an auction is like around 20 to $35 out of 200. And that's sort of like all these third and fourth round picks a lot of them really overperform uh, per dollar compared to the studs. I mean, if you can get somebody like, you know, David Johnson, Levian Bell, or this year Todd Gurley at a, at a good price, 60 bucks, 65 maybe, I would grab them. The studs are like, you know, Antonio Brown, maybe this year DeAndre Hopkins. But otherwise, I think I'm going to be laying in the weeds and just sort of waiting for people to burn their money and just, just really – get a lot of $30, $35 third and fourth round players. 
Um, so that, that's where I'm, I haven't really, you know, finished, you know, figuring out, figuring out what I'm going to do in 2018. But at first glance, looking back, that, that's how it seems I'm going to sort of approach it for right now. That sounds uh, really good. Um, you and I talked a lot this year, and we spoke about your children, and I promised I would get them on and interview each of them. How old are each of them, and who's going to be coming up first? Okay, well, uh, Andrew is uh, 10, 9, and 9. Charlize is 7, and Philip is 3 and a half. All right, let's uh, let's get Andrew in here. We're going to interview the Doc's children and give them a chance to shine. Hello. Hi, Andrew. How are you? I'm good. You know what my middle name is? Carson. Mm, good guess. No, it's Fred. No, my <laughs> middle name's my, my my middle name's Andrew. Oh. That's my my middle name's Carson, so I was just guessing. I thought that you. Oh, okay. Were you named? Was your middle name named after Carson Palmer? I have no idea. <laughs> so, um, you're ten years old, and and your dad tells me you play sports. What sports do you play? I play lacrosse, and when I'm twelve, I will be allowed to play tackle football. Ah, you want to play tackle football? Yes. Uh, do, do you know what position you'd like to play? Linebacker. Well, you like hitting people. Yes. Who's your favorite football player? Um, Eli Manning. You know, that's a great choice. I'm a Giant fan. Do you remember when Eli Manning beat the Patriots? Is that why he became your favorite player? No, my dad is a Giants fan, and so... We just all are. Yep, yep, that's how I became a Giant fan, too. My mom and dad were Giants fans. Um, do you play fantasy sports yet? Um, I, I play with my dad. Oh, that's great. Uh, you, can, when you get older, do you want to play by yourself, too? Definitely. Awesome. You like hearing your dad on the podcast? Yes. Well, that's great. Um, anything you want to ask me before I let you go and I take your sister on next? Um, how long have you been playing fantasy football? Since 1999. Yeah, keep asking questions. That was good. What? What else? Um, I don't really have any else. Okay. Well, you have a very good voice. You might want to do some podcasting yourself when you get older. I'll try it. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it was very nice talking to you, and thank you for supporting your dad all year. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Hi. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Good. So, um, do you play sports, too? Yes, I play soccer, and I want to play... Volleyball and field hockey. Ah, uh, you don't want to play tackle football? <laughs> no. I don't. I don't blame you. I. 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 I wouldn't want to play tackle football either. It's too easy to get hurt. So, uh, what? What do you play a position in soccer, or do you get mixed around at this age? 
Um, I usually play um, center forward. I'm sorry? In soccer. I usually play center forward in soccer. Uh-huh. Well, that's good. How much fun is it when you score a goal? A lot. It's a lot of fun, right? I get dairy cream if I score, like, three goals or if I play yeah. well. You you get three if you get three goals you get ice cream. That's a pretty high one. standard. A one goal. Yeah. What's your favorite What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? What? What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Probably chocolate. That's a good choice. Very popular choice. When you grow up, do you want to play fantasy football? Yes. Oh, that's good. Do um, you have any questions for me? No. Okay. Um, well, it was very nice talking to you. Do you think you could bring your sister on? Yes. Okay. Hi. Is this Charlize? Yes. Did I say your name right? Yes. That's good. How old are you? Seven. Do you like listening to your dad on the radio? Sometimes. <laughs> Is it boring sometimes? Yes. Yeah. So do you play sports? Do you like sports? Um. Yes, I play tennis. Tennis? And do you like it? Yes. What about martial arts? Have you ever thought about t- uh, trying martial arts? What's that? Karate. Wait, what is that? Well, it's okay. It's 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 a, a way to defend yourself. Um, I take my. I have an eleven-year-old daughter, and I I've been taking her to martial arts, but she doesn't. She didn't like sports. She didn't like uh, soccer, so I took her to martial arts. Um, do you think guys like your dad and I are a bit too crazy with how much we like fantasy sports? Yeah. All right. Well, you have anything else you want to say to the world, or do you want to bring on your brother, Philip? Uh, I want to bring on my brother, Philip. Oh, it was nice talking to you, Charlize. You have a nice day. Yeah. I think, actually, uh, Philip uh, is missing an action. I think that he had uh, another agenda, uh, another meeting or something like that. So I think we're Ah. just going to limit it to the three oldest. Okay. All right, well, Doc, I really appreciate everything you did by coming on the pod this year. Hopefully we can do it again next year. That'd be great, Todd. It was a pleasure. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure you and I will be talking about – have you done Dynasty yet? You know, I never have. Again, I've been trying to – you know, I've been so busy. I've been happy to do four leagues, and I think at Rotovis, somebody was going to get like a best ball Dynasty league with only like one – waiver wire in mid-season or something like that that where we could do the draft the most fun part and then there wasn't a lot of like in-season in-season roster management that makes yeah, it I do a league yeah, that like seemed that. like a, a great way to deal with it if i do another one i definitely will ask you oh that'd be great i'd love to do it thank you awesome well that's dr jeffrey budoff everyone um 
he, you can find him on Twitter. Tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter besides finding you writing on Rotoviz. Uh, at Jeff Budoff, B-U-D-O-F-F. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up. Um, all year long, the doc brought the uh, on injuries and helped you to do this to you. And we're going we're gonna to go and uh, let's see. We're going to go out like this today. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. And face the world. Let me.